Here's the question. How do you create a lifestyle full of energy, vitality, and success without all the anxiety that comes with trying to be perfect? From hormones to sleep to mindset and lifestyle, I've got you covered. This is Burnout to Breakthrough. Welcome to the Burnout to Breakthrough podcast. My name is Dr. Eric Shoemake. Today's episode is five red flags of burnout. So the quick and dirty version of how you can find out if you are burning out your body. What I'm talking about here is your adrenal glands and your neurotransmitters. I call it neuroadrenal burnout. So five red flags. How can you find out if this is affecting you and affecting your health and your happiness and your well-being? Um, I want to start uh, with, a, with a quote today, and I think I might start doing this in more of these episodes because I love these quotes. Uh, I talk to my daughter a lot, uh, you know, and she's she's cut from the same cloth as me, so we always, you know, we'll text back and forth uh, cool quotes that we've seen for the day. Uh, I came across this one a while back, but I was just reminded of it yesterday, and I think it fits the, the theme of the show really well. It's by Howard Thurman, who is a, a theologian. He says, don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive and go do that. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. I love that. I, I, that's really the spirit of the show is that if you, if you are having a burnout, if you're fatigued, if you're tired, if you're overwhelmed, if you're less excited about life than you used to be, uh, then you're living somewhere short of your birthright. And what the world needs is people that have come alive. And that's what this movement is all about is helping people reclaim, reclaim their vitality and life so that they truly can come alive. Cause that's what the world needs right now. So if you are feeling maybe a little stressed out, overwhelmed, exhausted, anxious, um, then we're going to give you some solutions today and and really some guideposts that you can see, okay, are you fitting into this neuroadrenal burnout syndrome? And if you are, what can you do about it? So first of all, like as far as there's definitely a type. Uh, so I, I get a lot of people that will reach out to me after hearing the podcast or a lot of patients that I've worked with. There's there's definitely a type that, that gravitates towards this neuroadrenal burnout. And it's typically going to be your perfectionist, uh, your type A type person, your driver personality, uh, that's, that wants to get everything done, you know, and, and will run through a wall to do it. But there's another type, I think it kind of goes hand in hand, but there's a, there's another type of person I'm realizing too, that really trends towards this, which is, this is your rescuer, or you're the really, the one who's the most dependable in your family and your work environment. People really look to you to get things done and you could take on a lot of other people's burdens. And when you do that, it absolutely wreaks havoc with your adrenals and your neurotransmitters. Okay. So what I want to dive into right now is, is what are the, the five signposts or sign warn, five warning flags that your body's going to give you so that you can say, okay, I'm, I'm not living a life that's sustainable. Uh, the, the, the life I'm living right now could be wrecking my health and wrecking my future. And what can I do about it? So I just did a quiz. Uh, I just finished a quiz, a 30 questions, <clears throat> sorry, 30 questions that, that can help define whether you're early stage, stage one, stage two, or stage three neuroadrenal burnout. And I'm going to give you just five of them today, uh, and and just tell me if any of these relate to you. And if they do, uh, it, this is a, this is your body trying to tell you something and telling you, hey, maybe we need to start doing something a little bit different uh, with the way you live your life, or the way you look at your life, um, or the way you're taking care of your body. So, all right, number one, if you are ready for the five red flags of neuroadrenal burnout, number one is you're tired a lot. Now that might seem obvious, but there's a physical reason to it. Uh, if you are tired a lot, especially if you're waking up tired and you're not, even if you get six, seven, eight hours of sleep, you're still not feeling refreshed. Um, there's a reason for that. And then typically what happens is as you move further along in this, you start to get really tired after lunch. 
Okay. So I was just talking to somebody the other day and he's like, well, it's not for me. It's not after lunch or it's, it's at like 1030 in the morning that qualifies, you know? So after five, six, seven hours of being awake, you really hit a wall and you're exhausted. For me, it was one or two o'clock in the afternoon after lunch. I would just get absolutely wrecked. Like I had to take a nap. And the reason that's happening is because you, when you wake up in the morning, you should have, um, more cortisol in your system. And cortisol is your stress hormone, but it's also your energy hormone. So you should wake up with it being anywhere between, uh, 30 to 35. And then throughout the day, it starts to go down. All right. But it should go down kind of gradually until you go to bed at night with, you know, one or two, uh, units of cortisol rather than 35. What happens because of too much stress, um, you're, you're, you're too dependable. People are depending on you too much. You're not taking enough, uh, rejuvenation time. Um, your cortisol levels start to decrease and they really start to decrease after lunch. Okay. So you just feel like you hit a wall, your brain stops working and you're not, you're kind of non-functional. Like you absolutely need a nap. That is a huge red flag for this neuroadrenal burnout. So fatigue, if you're tired all the time, it's not received or not relieved by sleep and you get really tired after lunch, then you can tick that box. Number two, anxiety. So you're anxious more than you used to be. You're noticing a lot more anxiety, whether that's in the morning or you could also be noticing panic attacks. I'll talk to a lot of people that have panic attacks where situations that used to not bother them now really start to bother them. They're sweating more. They're breathing heavy. Their brain's not working nearly as well. Um, there's, there, there's a lot more anxiety about what if this happens during the day or what if that happens where you used to feel like you were able to handle things. Now you feel like you're not able to handle things nearly as well as you used to. That is hallmark number two or red flag number two of, being, of, of the neuroadrenal burnout. Now, the reason that happens is because your adrenal glands, so if you're living a life that's too stressed out and, and you're, you're out of balance um, and the chemicals are out of balance, you're, you're going to, one thing that gets affected is these called neurotransmitters. So in the adrenal glands actually make uh, epinephrine, norepinephrine, and a, a hormone called, or a, a neurotransmitter called dopamine. Dopamine is responsible for you feeling basically chilled out and relaxed. When you have an imbalance in dopamine, you're going to have a lot of anxiety. Okay. So anxiety is red flag. Number two, red flag. Number three is you get sick a lot. So you feel like uh, you get a lot more respiratory infections, colds, flus, uh, bronchitis, those types of issues than you used to. And they stick around a lot longer than they ever have before. So you start to get more susceptible to illness. Again, there's a reason for that. There's a physical reason. When, when, when the adrenal glands are too stressed, you're, you start to get a lot of cortisol. Your cortisol goes up right away at the beginning. So, to, so it's kind of like an alarm. So if you, if you come across a bear in the woods, it's that fight or flight response where you see the bear. Well, that's, that's, that's the fight or flight. Well, early on in this adrenal fatigue, your, your cortisol levels go up, which gets you prepared for whatever stress you're under. But unfortunately the stress never goes away. So, uh, the cortisol levels stay elevated for a long period of time and that will absolutely wreck your immune system. So your immune system goes down, you start to get sick a lot. So that would be red flag. Number three is you're, you're sick more than you used to be. Uh, number four, and again, this is out of the, there's, there's 30 questions on, on the neuroadrenal quiz, but this is, this is just a few of them. Uh, but this is a big one. This is number four is you are more dependent on caffeine than you used to be, or you are dependent on caffeine to get your morning started or get your, your to extend your day. And what I'll hear a lot of people tell me is that everything feels like a chore. 
you know, it's just things seem harder than they used to be. So energy in the morning, you you know, you, you have to drink three cups of coffee, just get back to what you used to be with no cups of coffee. And then after lunch, you know, double espresso, Red Bulls, Monster, Rockstar Energy Drink, whatever, five-hour energy, any of those things. And the problem and with, with those, those measures to try to get energy is because you're doing that because your body is not making cortisol properly anymore, okay? So you don't have energy that you used to have naturally. So you're using it artificially uh, through caffeine to, to bring your energy up. And that works for a little while, but then it crashes again. Now, the problem is you're making the, the overall neuroadrenal burnout actually worse because you're stressing the adrenal glands even more with caffeine. Caffeine is one of the main stressors on the adrenal. So now you're stressing that even more. And so it's like this vicious cycle. And that's why people are more and more and more reliant on five-hour energy or Red Bull or, or whatever. And so that's a big sign that you need to take a pause and go, okay, I got to do something different here. I need, to, I need to make some changes. I need to either change the way I'm looking at my lifestyle or the things that I'm eating or supplements, you know, whatever you need to change. And that's a lot of what this whole podcast is about. But if that's a big signpost, if you are more dependent on caffeine than you used to be, then you can check that box. And the last one for today's show is always feel like you're pushing or always feel like you're fixing things. So you always feel like you're pushing or you always feel like you're fixing, like, like nothing's ever done or never, nothing's ever enough. I was talking to uh, a, a doc the other day and, and she was telling me, uh, and I was relating to her, like always felt like you're pushing a boulder up a hill. So like the Greek, Greek mythology, Sisyphus is pushing the uh, for eternity is, he's, he's uh, basically destined to push a boulder up the hill and it just rolls down the other side. And the next day he's got to push it all the way up the hill and it just rolls down the other side. And the next day he pushes it up the hill and it rolls down the other side. So this is for eternity. Um, what Sisyphus is doing. Well, that is, that's the description for a lot of people that are listening. It's like, you always feel like you're pushing something up the hill. you always feel like you're pushing the, your office or your job up the hill. People are relying on you. Um, your family, that you're the one that's, you know, kind of trying to control the family and make sure things go in the right direction, but you're doing it through just kind of sheer force. And you don't feel like a lot of things are happening for you. They're kind of happening to you, right? So if you always feel like you're pushing, always feel like you're fixing, that's another one. Now that's, that's largely mental, but there's also neurotransmitter reasons that that's happening. When your dopamine levels go out of, out of whack, that's what you feel like. You don't feel like you're patient and able to let things come to you. You feel like you're always pushing, 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 pushing. So out of all of those that we, that we just talked about, those five things, so we go back through them again, is you're tired a lot, especially after lunch. Um, number two is a lot more anxiety than you used to have. Number three is you're, you're, you get sick more often. Number four, more dependent on caffeine. Number five, always feel like you're pushing or fixing things. Those are five really big signs that you're in adrenal burnout or the neuroadrenal burnout. And there's, you know, there's three phases to this thing. So in the, in the quiz, uh, that I, that I just finished up from, if you answered a certain amount of them, uh, positively, then that means you're probable stage one adrenal or neurotransmitter burnout. You know, at that point you, you can still function, hold a fu somewhat normal life, but you're, you're experiencing lower energy levels. The hormones aren't making, aren't getting made the way they used to be. Uh, you'll get tired, not as enthusiastic as you used to be. Uh, a lot of times lower sex drive, a lot of those things start to happen. If you answered the, the questions that put you in phase two, that's where you really start to feel like depleted. You're just tired a lot. That's the, 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 the phrase I get. I, I just feel depleted. So you're, you're 
cortisol that was that was kind of working to to get you through phase one that stops working now you start to get more more anxiety more fatigue you might have some energy at weird hours during the day but your energy and moods are going to be you know really inconsistent you start to have more cravings um and that's something usually in phase two something that's been going on for a year to five years once you get into phase three a lot of times that's five to ten years worth of damage you've been doing to your body all right and that is kind of the final phase you're talking about extreme tiredness lack of sex drive irritability depression anxiety um apathy or disinterest like that really starts to happen between this five and ten year phase so a lot of us like for me, when I first got tested, I was phase three. So I was stage three and it had been going on for 10 plus years and it took a lot to get me to pay attention. So here's, here's the thing. If you, if you answered yes to those, those questions, any of those questions, I, I have two things I want you to look at. Number one is how is it affecting your future? If you don't do something about this, cause this, again, this is your body trying to get your attention. And if you don't listen, how is it going to affect your future? So the way I had it explained to me and the way I explain it now to people is that, listen, your body's trying to get your attention and tell you to tell you to change some things. And if you don't listen, it will get you to the point where you don't have a choice. Like you can't get out of bed. You can't function anymore. You don't want to get to that point and you don't want your future to be affected by that. The second thing I want to ask is, is how is it affecting the people around you? So how is it affecting your family members? Like if you're tired and not present and you're more anxious and, and you're more stressed out and more negative, like how is that affecting your significant relationships? How is it affecting your kids? Um, those are all things you've got to, you know, got to think about because if you, the cost of not doing anything in this case is huge because it's not like this is, um, you know, a cold that's self-limiting. It's going to get better if you do nothing. It's not that. This is this is a progressive degenerative thing. So, and so the reason I want you to start thinking about those things is, hey, if your body's trying to get your attention, what do you need to listen to? Like, or like, what's your body trying to tell? And I think a lot of people have an idea, maybe an idea of that. Like, maybe the way I live my life isn't sustainable anymore. And if we can just get to that point of awareness of, holy cow, something needs to change, then that's where the power comes from. Because you get to a point where you're open and, and willing to do something to change. And that's really what it's all about. And that's what the first uh, 30 episodes have been about, just little things that you can do to start making changes in the way you look at your life, what I call Dream 2.0, or you know, looking at how sustainable things are, how sustainable they're not, little things that you can do during the day. So the reason I, I finalized this quiz is I'm going to get this in people's hands so that you can really see where you're at so it can be a wake-up call. And hopefully you can start listening to your body now uh, before it's too late to do it later. And you can really start with, you know, the, like the, the quote I talked about at the beginning of the show is, is coming alive again, right? Cause that's what your family needs, what the, that's what the people around you need. So a couple action steps. Uh, number one is if you want the quiz, you can always go to burnout to breakthrough.net and you can email me through the contact form on there. And if you shoot, shoot me an email and just tell me you want the quiz, I'd be happy to send that to you. And you can uh, check it out and see which phase you might be in. Uh, you can also just email me directly at burnout to breakthrough at gmail if you want to do that. So burnout to breakthrough at Gmail, or you can find it at burnout to breakthrough.net um, on the contact form on there where you listed a lot of the podcast. Uh, so that's number one. And then number two, I'm also, I've, I've had a lot of people uh, reach out that were interested in, we're going to do some 
private Facebook coaching uh, to get in a group where people can talk about this stuff, you know, talk about it. But then I'm also going to be teaching through six modules. Um, it's called the, the, the 28 day reset. So the 28 day burnout reset, we're actually work you through these modules, um, to where you can start getting a handle on these things. So if you, if you've said yes to any of those five things, you know, then, then that might be for you. So again, you can, if you're interested in doing that, um, I'll, I'll send more details about that to the email list coming up here soon. Um, and I'll talk about it in some future shows, but if you're interested in doing either of those things, the quiz or the, uh, the Facebook group, uh, then you can just reach out to me at burnout to breakthrough dot net, or you can reach out to me at burnout to breakthrough at gmail.com. So hopefully that helps, uh, get really my goal today is help you understand, Hey, you're not alone. There's a lot of people going through this. You're not crazy. Uh, you might be having kind of what I call the WTF moment. Like why, why am I feeling this way? Like what's going on with me? And, uh, again, you're not alone. You're not crazy. There's a reason. And if there's a reason, there's a solution. So that's my goal today is to help you turn that burnout into a breakthrough. We'll talk to you guys soon.